victory and love will be our everlasting theme. There's a lot of themes in the world, but I love the one that calls out victory and love will be our everlasting theme. You may not get the love you need down here. You may not get all the victories you deserve down here. But up there, the whole theme is victory and love. It's our everlasting thing. Somebody said, why did they choose that thing? Because the lamb shall overcome. The lamb has victory. The lamb is a lamb of love. Jesus is the lamb of God. Truly, we thank God for his goodness. We thank God for his mercy. And we thank God for his grace. I want you to realize just how good God is. It was just 2017 years ago, roughly last week, that they marched them up a hill. And that they hung them high and they stretched them wide. And one soldier at the end of it all, even after he was died, grabbed a spear. And that soldier pierced him in his side. And out forth came blood, 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 and water. And it's through the blood from his hands, the blood from his feet, the blood from his side, that the father looked down at the blood. And he allowed the blood to cover you. And he allowed the blood to cover me. And he allowed the blood to cover my neighbor to the right. And he allowed the blood to cover my neighbor to the left. And he allowed the blood to go forward in time. And allowed the blood to go backwards in time. Oh, God, the blood of Jesus did it all. So if you don't know why, last week shouldn't be on your mind this week. I hope I just told you. I hope I just told you that it should not be a one day a year thing. Amen. I told you that the Bible tells us, remember the Lord every first day of the week. When you take the bread, remember his body beaten on the cross. When you take the fruit of the vine, remember the blood that poured down for you and for I. He said, do that and do that. When you do that, do that in remembrance. Never forget, God said, my son and what he's done for each and every one. Is that all right? And that's why victory and love should be your everlasting thing. Whenever you get down, think about what Jesus did for you. Whenever life ain't going right, think about the blood of Jesus. Whenever things seem like everything that was nailed down seemed like it's coming loose, think about who God is. And think about the promises that God had for you. He said, whatever you suffer in this life, he said in Romans 8, 18, I reckon that the suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. That means when at the end of this thing, God will show you and I some stuff, some stuff you've never seen in your life, you never heard about in your life. I'm ready to preach now. The Bible is right. And it cannot be wrong. Before I get started, I don't want no one to hurt themselves to 
the building uh, ministry has secured this door over here to my right. Please don't use that door. It's, it's loose. It's coming loose, and we don't want it to come all the way off before we fix it. So we've secured that door. So everybody, please use this door to my left to go in and out that part of the building. Is that all right? Because we want to, we want to, you got to get it before you tear it up. Ain't that all right? Get it, because if, if you don't get the Lord things, it don't get better. That's right. Get it for your tear up. Another thing I want you to remember is, is that uh, 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 the uh, 13th Street Church of Christ is having that gospel meeting today. I'm going over there at 3 o'clock. The 13th Street in D.C. is having that gospel meeting on today. Brother Chris Bradley from the Clinton Avenue Church of Christ is doing that gospel meeting all week long. And they invited um, brothers and sisters from around the area to come and to support them. The next thing I want to say is that all of you who have signed the discipleship list to be discipled or be disciplers, uh, today is the last day to get that done. Uh, we, had, uh, we, uh, we have uh, a long sheet, say it like that, of people who want to be discipled or want to be disciplers. And we thank God for that. If you have signed the name, you say it's been uh, since the first week in April. Hold on. We've, we've been working on it all week long last week. And we're working on it again this week. And, this, and we want you to get your name on the list if you want to be a disciple so you can grow and be all God will have you to be. Or if you want to be a discipler that's going to take on the responsibility to help somebody follow Jesus, Amen. then you need to sign the list before you leave today because this is the last day we're going to sign up for this month. After the day, we will only be signing up the last Sunday of the month. After the day, we're only going to do it the last Sunday of the month. And that's going to be for our new members and, and, and those who have recently uh, uh, placed membership but got baptized or those who have new hurts and going through new stuff in their life. They can go and get a disciple that can help them along the way. I want to also say that when you look and understand uh, the whole thing about uh, discipling and discipleship, remember, um, if you go out, and you teach somebody the gospel, may God bless you. Because you've done God's will. You have obeyed the commandment of God. Go ye therefore. But once they obey the gospel, don't abandon them. From now on, it will be your responsibility to stay with that person and help that person until you can pass that person on with somebody else. Now, guys, if you have baptized somebody or meant somebody, man or woman, but especially a woman, and they obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ, we want you to bring them to Christ, and we want you to disciple them, but grab a sister to work with you Amen. that you will be able to pass that individual off to. Amen. Amen. Oh. Amen. The Bible wise. Pass them off to a sister. Now, if, it, if it's a brother, he yours. You brought him in, you work with him, stay with him as he grows in Christ Jesus. If it's, and sometimes it might be a family comes in and we might have two sisters discipling. But what we're striving to do is make sure that everybody is teamed up with somebody to help them to grow in the grace of the Lord. I want to let you know and I want to acknowledge the senior ministry, the senior ministry and the brother Lucas. They've been doing this for a long time. Let me tell you, if you don't get a call from the seniors... Because you're getting one. Amen. Because the mandate is out. Call somebody. Amen. Touch somebody. Amen. Hold somebody. Right. And I like that. I think that that's what the will of the Lord is. It, 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 we don't want the seniors to feel as though they are seasoned, they're retired, and they're retired from God. 
No. You don't retire from God until you're in a box. For as long as you got breath in your body, for as long as you got the ability to do something, then I don't care if it's letter writing, I don't care if it's phone calling, I don't care if it's just talking to somebody or touching somebody's hand, do something to bless somebody. So I'm glad that the seniors ministry has been their motto, marching orders uh, with Brother Lucas for a long time. Keep that up. That is so good. And so good to see Brother uh, uh, Motley here today. Good to see you. I see you over there, brother. Good to see him here. He's been not been feeling well, but he's here. Good to see Brother Keelan. Sister Keelan back. I don't know what that virus was they had, but they had the big one. <laughs> and, they kept, and they kept passing it to each other. I said, boy, I ain't visiting them. Not right now. Tell them to run this course. So thank God that they are back. And thank God that, 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 that if I don't see you out there and, and you've been gone for a little while, thank God you're back. Back in the number one more time. Because God's coming. He's looking for a church without a spot or a wrinkle. Or any such blemish. So, so good to have you back in the house. Now, under the theme of evangelism, which is our theme we are going, we were in now uh, for the next uh, three months, which would be April, May, and June evangelism. I'm still going to be including discipleship or connecting discipleship with evangelism. Now, in order for us to understand how God operates as it relates to him training his disciples and the text that was read into your hearing, Matthew chapter 21, verses number 25 through 29. We're going to read that one more time for emphasis sake. And in fact, I'm going to take it up to verse 23 just so you can get the context of what's happening here. The Bible says, and when he was come into the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came unto him as he was teaching and said, By what authority doest thou do these things? And who gave, you, who gave thee this authority? And Jesus answered and said unto them, I will also ask you one thing. Of which ye tell me, I likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. He said, the baptism of John, whence was it, from heaven or of men? And they reasoned, that means they huddled up. They reasoned with themselves, saying, if we say from heaven, he will say unto us, why did you not then believe him? But if we say of men, we fear these people, for all of them hold John as a prophet. And they answered Jesus and said, we cannot tell. And he said unto them, well, neither do I tell you by what authority I do these things. See, man is a funny creature. And there is one Achilles heel that everybody who obeys the gospel has to begin to work on dealing with because it affects the whole world, but God doesn't want it to affect his church. And this saying actually comes from James chapter number four, but in my lesson, I'm going to quote it like this. The title of my lesson this morning is, God resists the proud, not the humble. God resisteth the proud, not the humble. In order for discipleship to work, 
Whether it's from an evangelistic standpoint, meeting somebody you haven't met before, or trying to talk to somebody who you may have known for a long time, maybe family, friends, neighbors, whoever, and try to talk to them, that's going to take some humility. And when they come into the body of Christ, or if they're in the body of Christ, and you're trying to disciple them, whether you are the disciple Lee or the discipler, if you don't have humility, then God's going to resist you. Because James said, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. So when you look at the text, that's exactly uh, what's going on here. So for some of us who may not really understand what humility is or means, if you're writing, write this down. The word humility means having a modest estimate of one's own self-worth. With modesty. Okay. Let me say it again. Right. Having a modest estimate of one's own self-worth. Sometimes we think, too many times we think we are better than we are. Oh. Oh. I'm just letting you know. We got this overblown, you know. And I, I know confidence is good and you don't want to have no low self-esteem and you don't want to do that. But let me say, but you, you, you can't go too high here. You can't get to the point where I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you was all that, you wouldn't need Jesus. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you was all that, then you would point the, the way to heaven by yourself without the master. Yeah. If you was all that, God wouldn't have said all have sinned. Yeah. Oh. The word sin means miss the mark. Right. Yeah. All have missed the mark right. and come short, short. of God. Everybody. So humility means admit it. Admit, you know what? I'm saved. I'm God's child. He loved me. I have the victory. I have love. I have power through God. But without God, I'm a mess. Now, in God, I have victory. I have power. I have love. I have success. I have the blood, I have redemption, I have atonement in Christ. But soon as Christ leaves me and it's not on my mind and not in my heart and not in my behavior, then I'm a mess. Got to have that. No, don't overblow it. It's, it's having a modest view of you. You okay and I'm okay, but we ain't all that. We ain't down here, but we ain't up there either. All of us, humility. That's why God said when you got pride, that's why he said, I'm going to resist you. Because what you're saying with your, with your pride is that you think you're something. What's another word for humility? Humility consists of, listen, loneliness of mind. Whenever somebody hurts you or do something to you that you don't like, rather than rev up like you somebody, won't you think about the person you did something to that you hurt, that you messed up? And have mercy on that person like you want the other person to have mercy on you. And it's funny, when folk do stuff to us, when we do stuff to folk, we want them to have all the forgive. Forgive me. I said forgive me. I apologize. I ain't apologizing again. You know, we want, we want all this instant restoration. But the minute, the minute we do something to somebody else, 
or to marry somebody do something to us, then we messed up. I can't believe it. How dare they say that to me? How dare they do that to me? They must have lost their mind. Nobody talked to me like that. My name Kevin G. Nobody talked to me like that. My name Michael B. Nobody talked to me like that. I'm Karen K. Nobody talked to me like that. I'm Sir Miss Tootie Good Shoes. Listen. All that's wrong. God resisted that mindset. Because just as we have been offended, we also, maybe not deliberately, sometimes deliberately, offend other folk. So God said, I want you to have lowliness of mind, meaning think lowly. What is this thinking lowly? Having a gentleness of mind. Having a meekness of mind. A dense, listen, humility is a deep sense of one's own unworthiness in the sight of God. That means I might be something to somebody else, but really take all this stuff off and get just butt naked to God, I'm nothing. I'm unworthy. How many of you here, how many, and be honest, how many of you in here are sinless and you, de, you deserve God to love you? I mean, I demand him love me. I, I, I'm sinless. How many of you really feel worthy of heaven? Like I earned it. Heaven mine. I earned all that stuff I've been doing around here. I, I, I better get heaven. No. No, got to have humility. But brother, see, how do you know whether or not you, somebody have humility? Well, if somebody walked up to you and said, I got this pen that says the most humblest person in the church. And they walk up to you and try to give you that pen. Run. Because if you take it, and pin it on. Y'all see this? Most humble. Not just humble, most humble. Brother in the church. That's pride. You're wearing something that you are the opposite of. Oh, Lord have mercy. And, and, and discipleship can't work. Unless there's a whole lot of humility going on in the midst of it. It means freedom. Listen, humility denotes being ethical, having freedom from pride and arrogance, meaning that whenever I sense myself being arrogant, I'm going to back up. Whenever I sense myself having pride, I'm going to back up. I'm going to be sensitive to not do that. Watch the text. So in the Bible... Matthew chapter 21. These men here really wanted an answer to their question. In verse 23, the question was, by what authority doest thou do these things? And who gave thee this authority? These men, these scribes, these chief priests, they wanted an answer to that question. You know why? Because they think because they're chief priests and scribes, they deserve an answer. 
So Jesus used this as a teachable moment. So Jesus answered and said unto them, okay, let me ask you a question first. Which, uh, 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 and if, which you tell me, I likewise would tell you about what authority I'm doing this. So if you answer my question, I'll answer your question. Jesus had no problem. Jesus ready to answer that question. But first he said, answer my question. What Jesus is doing is, since you're trying to check my heart, since you're trying to check my source, since you're trying to check my guidance, let me check your heart. Let me check your source. Let me check your, let me see how honest you're going to be. He said, baptism of John. Whence was it? From heaven or of men? Where was it? Now watch this. And they huddled. Say, you know when folk up to stuff. You know how you go in a room and it's like five men in the corner. As soon as you come in, they walk away. You know, the only common denominator is you walked in that room, right? That's it. They huddle, you know. Or when folks sitting there, they're doing like this, and then you walk in and go. They, they huddling. Huddling. Now, they either huddling, talking about you, or planning, or strategizing, or putting something together. But they doing something that they don't want to do out in public, so they got to huddle and do it. And these men, they want the answer Jesus had for them, but that's a trick. They said that's a powerful question he asked. The baptism of John, which of it, of heaven or of men? They said, and they reason with themselves, saying, if we say it's from heaven, he will say unto us, why did ye not then believe him? So we can't say that. Because if he say that, then he's going to put us on a spot. He's going to Turn the table. We trying to put him on the spot. He can put us on the spot. Then they said in verse 26, but if we say of men, we fear the people. For all hold John as a prophet. So we can't say that either. Even though we lean into that side. But we can't say it because everybody around, they're going to kill us. They're going to stop listening to us. So what they decided to do was say, now, they could have just said, they could have just said to him something like, um, don't worry about it. You ain't got to tell me yours. I ain't going to tell you. I, 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 I don't want to talk about it. They could have said something like that. They could have just said, I'm, I, I'm not going to tell you. They could have said, I'm not answering that question. Right? Am I right? They could have said, I'm not going to answer that question. But why did they lie and say, we cannot tell? They had made up their mind already. They knew what they thought about John the Baptist already. But they were afraid of the people. What caused them to do that? Pride. Because they want to be somebody. Let me tell you this. When you're in a situation where you know what the truth is. You know what the truth is. And somebody asks you. A question about the truth, rather than saying a lie like, hmm, I ain't know that. Just say, I'm not I, I, I ain't telling you. Just say, I ain't telling you. 
That's what I ain't, ain't going to tell you. At least you honest. Rather than either they say, I cannot tell. They can tell. See, sometimes, let me put it to you this way. When, you, when you're talking to somebody and y'all fighting husband and wife or mom and dad or children or friends or, or homeboys, and y'all saying different stuff, and somebody's wrong because you're saying different stuff, once the truth is revealed, go with it. Don't say, when they say, how many games did the Raven play last year? Oh, the Raven played a regular season of 16 games. Ah, no, it wasn't 16 games. Ooh. They played 16 and a half games. See, that half game was the game they were scheduled to play but didn't play. And when you say, well, where's that at? You got to be in the clubhouse to know that. No, 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 no. 16 games. That's it. See, what I'm trying to teach you this morning, pride will cause you to hold fast to something you got, you got to let go. Pride will cause you to hold on to stuff that once the truth comes out, the truth is the truth. And don't stand on something that's not, just let it go. Let, let, let your, listen, listen, sometimes we need to try the word, you know what? I was wrong. I misspoke. Rather than, well, both of us right. Both of us right. See, because I said 16 and a half, and you said 16, but I was thinking about the 16, but I knew it was in the locker room. But if you ain't counting the locker room, then we, we both right. <laughs> and pride. And the danger thing about pride is Christianity is a teaching religion. And if it's a teaching religion, just like any other teaching organization, it is here to teach you God's word. Not guess about it, not speculate about it, not theorize about it, but teach you what thus says the Bible. So watch this. So these men took that posture that they took that they would not humble themselves. Now, let me show you what God says in God's posture. Go with me over to the book of Philippians. The book of Philippians, the chapter I want in Philippians is chapter two and chapter two. The whole chapter is about humility. God, the Holy Spirit, decided to devote in the Bible a whole chapter that focuses on being humble, having humility. And not only that, listen, the Bible is urging the disciples in Philippi to have unself an unselfish attitude, which was shown first by Jesus. So let's read it. The Bible says, if therefore be any consolation, that's comfort, in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels, of mercy he said fulfill ye my joy now what is you saying right there he's saying here if there's anything good within you if you got some good stuff in you then let it come out don't hold it just because you're trying to get even with somebody see sometimes we fight each other for so long that we forgot what we really fighting about we don't remember the detail. Only thing I know was you ain't picked me up. I don't know why you ain't picked me up. You gave me some excuse, but you ain't picked me up. We, we, Christians should not be 
fighting so long until they forgot what they're fighting about. In fact, the Bible says, I believe the marriage principle applies to the bride of Christ. The Bible said in Ephesians chapter 4, be ye angry and sin not. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. I think Christians have, are supposed to have the ability, if we are married each, each other, that by the time we go to bed that night, we fix it. Oh, Lord have mercy. Look what the Bible said. Look what the Bible, look, look what it says. Look what it says. Look what it says. Verse 2. Paul said, fulfill ye my joy. He said, that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. That's the goal. One mind. One purpose. One goal. Saving souls, keeping souls saved. Discipling. Disciples who disciple disciples. One goal. Look what he said here in verse three. Clay, what would it say? Let, not, let nothing be done through through strife or vain glory. Oh, ho, 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 ho! Let nothing be done that only you gonna get some glory. Because that's vain glory. All right. Everything that's supposed to happen, everybody involved are supposed to share in it. Okay. And he said, don't do it in strife. Right. Amen. Fight about winning. And don't do it in vain glory. Watch what else it says here. He said, let nothing be done through strife or vain glory. But what? But in lowliness of mind, uh -huh. let each esteem others uh -huh. better than themselves. There it, is. there it is. See, I wonder when we come to church on Sunday mornings to worship, I wonder what animal we look like. I wonder when we come in that door, are we coming in as sheep or pigs? See, a pig is all for himself. When you throw that husk into the trough, it's on. He will bite anybody. He'll jump over the top, flip him around. That's why they're making all that noise. They're biting each other. It's all about them. It's all about them. Feeding time, that's it. Worship time. I wonder what would happen at worship time. You come running in here, somebody sitting in the seat you always sit in. I can't believe this. They just being funny now. They know. They know. See, I don't play this game. I don't like this. I don't. I, 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 I don't. It's like it's like pigs. It's like pigs. Somebody child up there tearing up the bathroom, but it ain't your child. It's like, oink, 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 Won't even say nothing to the child. Child got toilet paper all over the hallway. Yeah. Only thing you want to know is that my child? Uh, ain't my child, ain't my business. That's, that's a pig mentality. That's a pig mentality. We have... Something in the kitchen and we got to go through the line, the buffet line. We got people in here who are singing.
is they can't get there. They doing their best. But you are hungry. You hungry. As soon as the sisters in the kitchen say ring, 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 ring. You got you mad if you ain't least the seventh one in line. The singers back in the back can't even make it into the line. Somebody should tell them you we got you. We got or make a hole for the singers. And let Sister Ballard just come up there and get her stuff. Let Brother Best just come up there and get his stuff. That hunger you feeling, if you do and have humility and do this thing right, God will fill it. You ain't going to starve. And let me show you another side of the pride. And it's another side of the pride. That if you decide, because the singers did go first, well, you know what? I don't want that food anyway. I'm going to McDonald's to get me something to eat. See, that's a pride too. See, see, that's a, see you're thinking that, well, I, they can get it first. I'm just ain't going to eat. That's, that's a pride. The pride is, is that I should be first. And if I can't have a place in line that I should have in line, then I ain't getting in that line. That's no... The Bible said, have lowliness of mind, esteeming. Everybody see the verse 3? Esteeming. Can't we read that? <laughs> Let each esteem other better than themselves. Oh, God of heaven said, I want my children. Don't make it all about you. In fact, I want your mindset to be esteem. Build somebody up more than you build yourself up. Because right. if you build them up, God said, I'll build you up. That's right. Amen. 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 He said, and if you don't, I resisteth the proud. Right. And I'm going to give grace to the humble. Look at the text. Watch the text. Watch the text here. Verse 4. Look not every man on his own thing, huh. but every man also on the things of others. And that's all. Oh, so that means if we leave the building and one of our sisters have a flat tire and she just walking around that flat tire and she don't know what to do, but you at a distance where she can't see you. Don't turn around. Because you ain't got time. I don't want to be changing no tire. I got someplace I got to be. You know, she should have Geico. And, uh, the Bible said, look, not every man on his own. I know you got someplace to go, but there is a sister that may need your help. Yes, sir. And God is saying, we got to esteem one another yeah. like ourselves. Yeah, and then better yeah. than our, thank you, but better uh -huh. than ourselves. Yeah, right. What that mean, brother? I still ain't getting there. Okay, let me help you out. If all of us leave, and there's only 10 people here, and somebody does not have a ride home, Amen. and they're waiting, and they ride have not shown up. Amen. The ninth person leave. The eighth person leave. The seventh person leave. The sixth person leave. Mm -hmm. 
because they think that person got it right. If the spirit lay on your heart and says, don't leave that. That sister might not have a ride home. Or that brother Amen. might not have a ride home. Hang around. That's right. This is simplistic, ain't it? See, but it's hard when you're thinking about you and your stomach hurting. You got some place to go. You got tickets to this and tickets to that and all this other. I know that. But the Bible said, the Bible said, esteem others better than yourself. That means you're going to wait around for that person to get a ride. And if that ride don't come, guess what God's going to place on your heart to do? Take them home. Where you live? Where you live, sis? Where you live, bro? Oh, I'm in Turner Station. Is anybody coming to get you? No, I called. My ride's not here yet. Your ride's not here yet? How many times you call them? Y'all see what I'm saying? Don't try to get out. This is family. This brother and sister. Listen, I never get three years ago when I went to the dentist and Brother Keelan took me. As bad as I was acting, I would have left me at the dentist. But I ain't know because they ain't juicing me up. And I'm wobbling. He put me in the car, all underneath the chair and stuff like that. He a big guy. He ain't that big. But he had to fool with me with my stuff. We got to be ready when we're disciplers and discipling, folk bringing stuff. Okay. And just because you're a discipler don't mean you got, ain't got no stuff. Yeah, okay. You're just handling your stuff a little better than they handling their stuff. Amen. So you're helping each other to grow in the Lord. Watch the text. Watch the text. See, we were in trouble, right? Everybody know we was in trouble. We needed Jesus. Yeah. God had to send his only son down here. Jesus is God. Jesus is God. 100% God. He ain't no half God, no three-quarter God, no one-eighth God. He's all God. All God. But look what he did. Verse 5. Come on. Let this man, let, let this mind uh -huh. be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Go ahead, verse 6. Hey, everybody listen, verse 6. Who being in the form of God. Uh-huh. Thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Y'all hear that? He know he's God. But he's making a choice to humble himself. Even though it wouldn't be wrong to say I'm God. But he chose. See, humility is a See, it don't take nothing to have pride. I am somebody. But humility got to be something you work on every day. Because it's got to become a habit. The minute you think somebody say something that you think is wrong and you say something, before you go back, say, you know what? We don't know. Let's check. Let's check. In fact, me and my wife got a rule. My wife told me I got a rule now. Our, our conflict goes three times. I said, she said, no, it's this. I said, no, it's that. Or fourth. And she said, no, it's this. I said, that, that's it. Google it. Come on. Google Oh, you're right. There's a leap year next year. <laughs> Wait, yeah. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. We don't have one. No, man. What? No. I mean, go. And if it's a Bible question, where are you going to go for the answer? Go 
Joshua, well, go get the Bible. You ain't got to fight about it. There it is right there. Bible says here, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery being equal with God. Verse 7, Claiborne. But made himself of no reputation. Hold it right there. You talking about somebody could have had a dynamite reputation? First of all, just doing what he did was just giving him a, he ain't trying to get one, he just getting one. All right. Just like people who do what's right, you just get a good reputation. Because you just do what's right, they say that person will do what's right. But he wasn't trying to do what's right to get a reputation. So what happened is, he made himself of no reputation, wasn't bragging about who he was. In fact, wouldn't even plainly come out and say, I'm God. But what? And took upon himself the form of a servant. But he became... A, sir, a slave. He became a bondsman. He said, these people, my children, my souls, they need salvation. And my heavenly father told me the only way that they can have salvation, if I go down there, if I become like them, if I become Lord of them, I become a servant, if I become a lamb and die on the altar, for their sins. That's the only way. And he said, I'm willing to go low. All right. I'm almost done. Watch this. Watch the text now. Watch this. So Jesus went low. Keep going, Claiborne. Eight. And, 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 made, and was made in the likeness of man. Okay. And being found in the fashion as a man, uh -huh. he humbled himself. He what? He humbled himself. Who humbled himself? Jesus humbled himself. Jesus. Why is Jesus humbled? If anybody got a right to say, I, I'm all that. Jesus, that's right, Jesus could say it. Amen. But Jesus said, I refuse to say it because that is not profitable. All right. That is not beneficial. It may make you feel good, but it's not beneficial. All right. Amen. So he said here, he, he said here that what he wanted to do was being found fashioned as a man. He humbled himself. How low did he go? Go ahead, Claiborne. And became obedient uh -huh. unto death. Listen. Don't ever think that those men 2017 plus years ago who hung them high and stretched them right and pierced them in the side, don't think that they were in charge. Amen. Don't you think that for us? Don't think that they had him when he couldn't get out. Don't think they had him like, oh, they're going to kill Jesus. Ain't nothing Jesus can do. Don't even. No. Uh -huh. No. Jesus allowed. He had you and I on his mind. He said, I got to die for my, he allowed them to do that. Right. Jesus could have, Jesus told Peter, he said, don't you know I could call a, a, a 10,000 angels right. Amen. to destroy this whole world right. and set me free? Don't you know I could tell my father, kill everything down here? Them Roman soldiers ain't got me. Them Jewish temple guards ain't got me. I, I'm, I'm violent. No man take my life, John 10, but I'm laying it down. I'm laying it down because I love you. I care about you. I sacrifice for you. That you're everything to me. That's why I'm laying it down. No man take it. I became a servant. I became a slave. I came to die for you. But see, how does this relate to discipleship? Because you're going to have to learn how to suffer with other folk. Amen. I'm going to have to learn how to suffer with other folk. Right. Everybody got some junk. Uh -huh. All right. 
When you see that junk, remember they got junk, and remember you got junk they don't see. Amen. Amen. And together you work it out. Together you work out. For instance, for instance, I better give you an illustration. If a new person comes and obey the gospel, and their problem is they cuss like a sailor. They're trying to change it. They know as a they shouldn't do that, but they've been doing it so long they can't even make a sentence. It takes them an intentional, deliberate effort to say, it's dinner ready. I've been hungry all day. <laughs> they, they think about that. Because they don't come out that way. They got that. They come out the store. Yeah. Who hit my car? <laughs> it has a long scratch on it. That's deliberate because they, you know, you know. I mean, golly, they go off. You're trying to find one clean word in there. So if you are assigned to disciple that new brother or sister, you're going to have to have humility because from time to time you're going to hear some stuff. You can't hear, they go, you can't go, No, you didn't just say that. I'm telling the leaders. I'm telling. Oh, you got to realize where you came from. And discipling them means putting a plan in place to help them to overcome that. Which more than likely is going to be with them changing some entertainment habits they have sitting down reading the Bible with them, studying with them, and then tell them, hey, we got an agreement. Whenever you say a curse word, let me, I'm going I'm to say, watch it. So can we agree to that? Yeah. Now what you going to say? As soon as you say, I'm going to say, watch it. And okay, like, okay, language, language, language. I like watch it though, but language, watch it. Hey, language. And you got to know for a little while, for a couple of months, watch it can be coming out a lot. Watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. Watch it, watch it. Ah, language. Because why? They got to be conditioned. They got to be conditioned. So as a disciple, that's what you're going to be doing. You're going to be asking them. When they, in the morning time, you got to help them to know how to have some quiet time. Meditate. There you go. Ask them, have you had your quiet time today? About five minutes, three minutes. Don't have to be long. Just, five, five, that, just to connect with God. Hey, hey, prayer. Got to teach them how to pray. But you do that as you're doing the self-correcting things that are just clear. Amen? I'm almost time is it? I'm almost, almost a five minute. Give me five moments. Watch this. Watch it. I've been doing a whole lot here. Okay. Let me cut it down. I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. Okay, right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. Here it is. Here it is. When you look, listen, he took the form of a servant. It denotes that he was born like any other man, but he was divine. Took the form of a servant, became a man, flesh and blood, born through Mary. Okay? 
Flash Hamilton grew up like a natural young boy, okay? So he did that because he had to know the struggles that we go through to be able to understand our weaknesses and help us with our weaknesses, okay? So, so watch this now, watch this. So what I want you to see is this. Humility is essential for a disciple. Y'all hear that? It's essential for a disciple. Let me say that again. If y'all writing, please write that down. Humility is essential for a disciple. Listen, it is clearly understood that helping others follow Jesus cannot be done without risk. We're going to be discipling and helping, but it's going to be some risks. Might get your feeling hurt. Somebody might not comply right away. You got to go back and forth a little bit. It's just risk involved with it. But if you help them to grow in God, God will bring grace to the humble. He's going to bless you for doing just that. Look down here. It says here, when you uh, just keep reading down here, but I'm going to pick it up here at verse 17. He says here, Paul said, here's how far I'm willing to go for my brethren. Brother Phil, what that say in 17? Verse 17, yea, uh-huh. if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I joy. Hold right there. There it is. There it is. Paul said, if I got to make some sacrifice, if I'm offering an altar of sacrifice for your service, if that's my faith for your service, he said, I'm glad about it. What is he saying? I hope a disciple says, when I'm working with somebody, no matter what we have to go through, I'm not mad I was assigned this person. Amen. Amen. I ain't get a amen. I get amen. 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 See, everybody can't have the nice people. Everybody want to pick real quick. I'm gonna, no trouble right there. Give me that one right there. No, somebody got to have the challenging people. And if you have been assigned, when we call your name, if we've assigned you to a challenging purpose, it's because we thought you would be the perfect person to be there. Okay, we thought that, that you matched up good. Brother Villa and I was in the office a long time working on all this stuff there. And we even brought in Sister Villa and Sister Bethia for, for, the, for the feminine side. Because, you know, we got that match. They get along. Got to bring in a soft side to help us out to make sure that we have a good understanding of this. Now watch what he said here. He said, if I be offered the sacrifice of service of your faith, I joy, Bill. And rejoice with you all. And I'm going to rejoice with you all. Next verse. For the same cause also do ye joy and rejoice with me. Yes, and you should be happy that I'm rejoicing, so rejoice with me. We want the whole church to be excited about discipleship. The whole church to be just elated to be able to help somebody grow. Elated to be able to stop sitting in the pew being a pew packer and get to work for Jesus and do some stuff and work with somebody and help somebody to be all what God would have them to be as somebody helps me. Because you, I ain't talking about just only being a discipler because you got to learn to be a disciple lead too. Goes both ways, and y'all gonna be learning stuff from each other. Watch this. If you go down here and look at verse 19, Brother Bill. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timotheus shortly unto you, mm-hmm. 
that I also may be of good comfort uh -huh. when I know your state. Uh -huh. For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. Right there. Paul worked with Timothy so much. And he said, now he's, he, he, he has what I taught him. He has that same love and compassion for the saints that I have. So when I need somebody to go and represent me, he can be the one. Because I know his faith, I know his love, I know the, his soundness. So I can, Paul, I have no other like-minded who will naturally, I mean, it's in him. What does it say, Brother Bill? Naturally care for your state. Who will naturally care for your state. For all seek their own. What? Not the things. No, no, no. For all what? For all seek their own. For everybody else thinking about their own self. Paul said, Timothy, my disciple, I taught them to love and have compassion like I do because everybody else seemed to be thinking about their own self. Keep going. Not the things which are Jesus Christ. But not that they ain't thinking about the things that are Christ. Go ahead. But ye know the proof of him. But you know the proof of him. That as a son with the father. He was like a son. I was like the daddy. He have served with me in the gospel. He has proved himself by going through the challenges of the gospel with me. Go ahead. Him, therefore, I hope to send presently. Uh-huh. So soon as I shall see how it will go with me. Right. But I trust in the Lord that I also myself shall come shortly. Amen. So here it is. Listen, just as you have to humble yourself to be discipled, so you have to be humble yourself to disciple. Next one. Discipling involves difficult things. It involves saying no. Oh, Y'all ain't got it yet. It looks like this. You're discipling somebody. You're trying to teach them to come to church regularly. They get on the phone, and you ask them, so am I going to see you on tomorrow morning? And they say, um, maybe. Don't say, okay, but well, I'll pray I see you. No. You said maybe. No. Well, I see you tomorrow. Well, you know, I work a double. I'm so sleepy. I, I'm, I, you know, I, 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 that big going to be holding me. Tomorrow is worships. You got to come and give God the thanks for giving you that job. You got to come and thank God for giving you health to work that job. Well, all right, I'm coming. I might be late. No. See, I don't like that. Somebody, somebody says, well, why can't he be late? Because in discipling, you're training them to do right. Let me break it to you like this. Don't ever go to a job, get a new job, and let your trainee train you to shortcut. Because if you've been trained the shortcut way, then you don't know the company way. And the minute somebody come in there or you lose your cheat sheet, or the machine do something that's different than the shortcut, and you stand there looking like this, uh-oh, uh-oh. You're going to be in trouble. Don't do it. Don't let nobody say, oh, is it okay to come for half the service? Say, you know, it's got to be a good reason. Say, no. Say, you need to be there not only for worship, but for Bible class. What? So, discipling involves difficult things like saying no. How about this? Persevering through trouble. When a person starts going through trouble, don't abandon them. Amen. But tell them what thus saith the Lord. Yeah. 
Some side say, you know, every time I come to you say, I'm struggling, my old, the old guy back in my life or the old girl back in my life, and I, you know, she calling, blowing up my phone. I want to call her back, but I'm not because she's the devil, and I don't want to do all that. Don't say, you know what, this is too much. I don't, this drama, I ain't trying to get in all this drama. Uh, no, tell them what's right. So right now, your focus shouldn't be on flesh and blood. It should be on spirit. It should be on God. Get yourself together so you can know how to have a healthy relationship. Oh, y'all don't like that. That's okay. Persevering through trouble. One more example. Somebody say, I ain't got no money. My bills are due. Don't abandon them. Don't say this is the second time they're asking for money. No, what you want to do is, because you can help people without giving them all the time. You can help them. You can say, you know what? What's wrong today? I am sad. I'm messed up. Why? I don't have money to pay the cable bill. You might say, well, well, do you have to have cable? What am I doing in the house? Twiddling my fingers? No. No. There's other things. This gives you more time for quiet time. This gives you more time for Bible time. This gives you more time to be focused. Now, we will, don't get me wrong, and I will help you to do my best to see what we can do. Because we might got it. We might can just downgrade it so you can be able to afford it every month. So I might help you this time, but if I help you this, listen, listen to me now. I might help you this time, but only on one condition. We downgrade that super package you got. We're taking that package down to basic. Basic? I ain't got HBO and satellite and shelter. No, none of that stuff. Basic. You got two, 11, 13, and 45. If not, I ain't paying for no cable show. I'm trying to teach you how to walk for Jesus. That's it. That's it. Time to go. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Sometimes you're going to be rejected, church. Sometimes you may be. But remember, let me tell you, all of you who chose to be disciplees, learn all you can from those who are discipling you. Let them help you to grow, to be all God will have you. Don't fight. Don't resist. Because you know you need to be here on Sunday mornings. You know you need to be in Bible class. You know you need to learn how to pray. You know you need to learn how to go through. So you know this. But the reason you can't do it because we're not an island. We can't do stuff on our own. There's a lot of stuff we're not going to be able to do unless somebody help us because we're grading ourselves on the slant. It ain't that bad. It ain't that bad. It is. Let somebody help you to be all you can be in Christ Jesus. Amen. May God bless you. Have a smile upon you. Remember, God resisteth the proud, not the humble. If you're out there and you're subject to the Savior's invitation, here's what God will have you to do. Because God can bless your life right now and help you to grow and learn his will. What does God want you to do? Hear his word. Believe his word. Repent of your sins. Confess your faith in Christ and get yourself baptized into Christ for the remission of your sin. Then after that, be faithful unto death and he'll give you a crown of life. Now, if that was too long, as simple as ABC. He that believeth and is baptized, shall be saved. If you're out there and you're subject to the Savior's invitation, the water's ready, the garment's ready, the baptizer's ready, the angels in heaven are ready, God's ready, are you ready? 
to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you have a prayer request, send it up and we'll pray for you. But let's do it right now as we all stand and sing the hymn of invitation to give somebody out there the opportunity to obey God. With the Lord in the light of His word, what a glory. In the 17 years ago plus, Jesus came to this world. He saw that we were sinners and we needed a Savior. And he came and did it, but his father asked him to do it. And that is, die in our place. Jesus got up on that cross for you and I. He suffered, he bled, and he died. And then on three days, he rose again to show us that we too, if we accept his blood, that we too will rise again. So if you're out there and you don't know why you need to be baptized, it's because you have missed the mark. You are not what God will have you to be. And what God wants you to do is to believe in him and what he has done for you to get yourself baptized in water. Come up a new creature in Christ and be faithful unto death and he'll give you a crown of life. That's all. And along the way, the church is responsible for helping disciple you and train you and get you ready for glory. Our job is to helping others follow Jesus as we follow Jesus. So if you're out there and you're subject to the Savior's invitation and you want to be baptized and you want to be saved, the water's ready, the angel's ready, God is ready. Are you ready? And if you are, come right now as we sing this last stanza. Not a shadow can yeah. Won't you come right now? Not a 